Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the next episode of Bitch Work Podcast. My name is Jordan. I'm the host of Bitch Work, and today I'm going to be doing a solo episode for you guys, doing a little bit of a Q&A, answering some questions you guys asked me on Instagram a few weeks ago. I'm really excited to dive into these questions and just chat with you guys. Um, obviously, this time has been really, really weird and hard for a lot of people, but I have had days of big inspiration where I felt very inspired and motivated and I've also had some days where you know I felt very anxious and sad and scared that I caught coronavirus somewhere and I'm gonna go to the hospital. So I'm very all over the place but today I'm feeling good. It's Thursday. We're almost to the weekend. It's a beautiful day outside and it's gonna be a gorgeous weekend. So I have some positive energy coming in and I'm just so thankful to still have this platform to share my experiences and talk to people during this time for you guys. We have some really good episodes coming up next week, so I hope you're ready for that. But either way, let's just dive into your questions and get started with answering a few of them. I have to go way back into my archive here because to be honest, I have been slacking and I asked you to send me questions like a while ago, (laughs) which is really great of me. But anyways, I have the questions pulled up. Like I said, quarantine, I go in very different phases and the past two to three weeks I've just been in a very internal phase where I didn't want to share anything on the podcast or YouTube or anything but I feel myself starting to come out of that which is great. Anyways let's get started with the questions. These are work related, career related, quarantine related, random things. So I figured I would just answer them for you guys. How do I grow my podcast? I started last August and I'm trying to really get the word out. Okay Growing a podcast or growing any social platform is honestly really, really hard. Like, it's not an easy thing to do. It's not a natural thing to do. It's not something that any of us are taught in school or, like, college. Like, no one teaches you how to grow a following. Um, I think that the best thing to do is to either have guests on your podcast that already have a following and kind of collaborate with them and hopefully they promote the podcast and then you can get some more listeners and engagement through them. Or I would just really try to come up with creative and different sub-categories of your podcast that people aren't necessarily doing. Like on our Bitch Work Podcast Instagram, we post job opportunities and job listings on our Instagram page. And I remember the first day we posted the very first one of those, we gained like 100 followers on Instagram. I don't know how it happened, but... The engagement was just so good on it that I think it got pushed to a lot of people's explore pages and we naturally got a bunch more followers, which was awesome and totally unexpected and that's never happened to me before. So that was really fun to see. So I think doing that and then also, you know, spreading the word to your friends. I know that a lot of people think that having a presence online and doing a podcast maybe isn't the coolest thing in the world, but the more you share it, the more you tell people about it. Hopefully, the more listeners you get. And I also want you to know that it's not really about the numbers. It's about what you get out of it. For me, I love chatting with women and girls and networking with them and listening to their stories on the podcast. So I would also say try to find something else about the podcast that you really love that isn't the followers or the money or the sponsors or anything like that. But of course, the reason to have a podcast and the reason to start this venture is to hopefully grow. So I understand where you're coming from. Um, okay. Do you have any big goals for the next five years? Move, big purchase? Ooh, that's a good question from Lucy. 
Um, I actually don't think I plan on moving. For a really long time after I graduated college, I was dead set on moving to LA. Like, I didn't buy my place in New York. I just wasn't really, like, super invested in it here. I I just don't know. Like, I was, I was not settled. Now, I live in Brooklyn. I'm fully settled here. I love it here so much. And I don't plan on moving. So I definitely think I will stay in New York. But five years is kind of a long time from now. I'm turning 25 in 11 days. So in five years, I'll be 30. And I definitely hope that I'm married. I hope that I own a home or an apartment. I think that would be great. Um, Honestly, five years seems so far down the line for me. But I do think in five years, by the time I'm 30, I definitely see myself either being married or engaged. Like, I think I definitely want that for myself by the time I'm by the time I'm around 30 or be in a long-term relationship that would hopefully lead to that, that's definitely a goal. And I would like to be on the way, I guess, to to owning my own apartment or to living in an apartment that I could see myself being in for a really long time that has much more space and is very livable. So I think those are two goals for the next five years, which also thank you for asking that question because I should really get started on achieving those goals. Okay. Advice for someone trying to reinvent themselves. Wow. Okay. This is a good question. I don't know if I've ever really reinvented myself. I feel like I need more information about why you want to reinvent yourself, what you want to reinvent yourself as. Is this a career reinvention? Is this a personal reinvention? Because this is a career podcast, I will, I'll start talking about careers. I think if you want to reinvent yourself in your career, the first thing to do, and I say this all the time, is to actively in your own time, in your own space, work towards that goal. So instead of just being like, you know, I work in marketing, but F this, I want to be in fashion. Instead of just applying to jobs in fashion, take time after work on the weekends to do your own projects in fashion so that your next and hopefully future employer in fashion will see that you made the effort to to work towards this goal because you can't really just reinvent yourself overnight in your career you have to work towards that and put in the time to get to the success of reinvention so that would be my first tip for inventing yourself for work and in your career but as for reinventing yourself on a personal level and more of like a friendship level and and who you are um I don't know that's really tough I would say the first thing I would really do is dig deep and figure out why you want to change those things about yourself and if it's for the better or if it's just because you don't like something or someone else doesn't like something is it really worth changing so That's what I'd say. But reinventing yourself in your career is definitely doable and something that I think can be really, really positive. Does your major slash GPA matter in college? I'm going to be honest. No, it really, really doesn't. At least that's that's my personal opinion. I also think that there are very different scenarios for for this question and for the answer to this question. So for example, when I was a freshman in college at Syracuse University, I entered Syracuse as a communications and rhetorical studies major in the School of Visual and Performing Arts. But I wanted to be in Newhouse, which was the communication school at Syracuse, which was my goal all along. I knew that I wanted to transfer. 
So with that, in order to transfer into Newhouse, I had to have an amazing GPA my freshman year in order to get in for sophomore year. So my freshman year, I had a 4.0 GPA and I worked my ass off to get that and I got into Newhouse. So I needed a a good GPA for that. The rest of college, of course I tried. I wanted to graduate. I wanted to feel proud of the work that I have done, but... No, I didn't really care that much about my GPA because I wasn't planning on going to grad school or or doing anything afterwards where I would need to apply with my GPA. Of course, you want a GPA that you're proud of because you want to be proud of what you've done throughout your four years of college, but I don't believe that your GPA matters when you are applying to jobs. If you are applying to secondary school, a fellowship, um, grad school, those things do matter. So it really depends on your plan. It really depends on what you want to do after college and where you see your life going. But I would always say put your best foot forward. Do work that you would be proud of and 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 get a GPA that matters to you and that you are proud to tell people about if you want to. As for your major, I do think your major is a little bit more important than your GPA, just in what field you're going into, because a lot of employers will look at that if you're coming out of college. Like, okay, let's say you're applying to a job in PR and you studied PR in college, you're probably gonna get the job over someone who studied psychology in college because you know about PR, you've learned PR, and obviously your major is in accordance to what job you're applying for. So if you know what you wanna do after school, like you know you wanna be in PR, then major in PR if that makes sense. But I also don't think that if you graduate and you did graduate in psychology that you can't apply to a job in PR. It just might be a little bit more competitive for you, a little bit trickier to get the job because, again, you you didn't study that. Career advice in the fashion world. I have a few episodes up on the podcast that include people who work in fashion. I do not work in fashion, so I don't know, but I will link them. I'll link them. This is not a YouTube video. Um, I would suggest listening to my, I would suggest listening to one with my friend Isabel and also with Allie Fry. Those were two really good ones who work in fashion. Has your work been affected by the coronavirus? Um, of course. I think everyone's job has been affected by the coronavirus. I obviously am not in the office and I obviously can't be on set shooting content. So I'm very fortunate in the fact that I still have my job. I am still getting paid. I haven't taken a pay cut and I feel so extremely privileged for that. There are obviously aspects of my job that are different. I'm not going into the office. We obviously can't we obviously can't film videos and be on set because we can't be in a space like that, especially in New York City. So there's things that are different, like we are divvying up these projects to people with at-home studios and just working on the pre and post end of it. And that's kind of sad because I love being on set. It's one of my favorite things about my job. So I'm going to be really excited when that comes back. Okay. Opinion on staying in the city for the career versus moving closer to significant other, family, friends, etc. So to me, this means that this question's from Jenna. And this to me, this means should I stay in the city for my career or should I move to be closer to my significant other, family, friends, etc. That's what I think this means. And oh, this is so personal, but I think it depends on what you're doing in the city. Like, can your job be done somewhere else? And maybe if you're if your significant other, well, I think family and friends is is not something to really factor into this because 
Your family and friends are going to be your family and friends for your life. Your family is going to be with you no matter what, no matter where you live, you're always going to have your family. Now, being in a long-distance relationship is a little bit harder than being in a long-distance family-ship. Like, a lot of people are long-distance from their family, but being in a long-distance relationship or a marriage is extremely difficult. So, um, I think that if your partner or your boyfriend or your girlfriend, whatever, doesn't want to live in the same city as you, that might be like a deeper conversation you need to have with that person about whether you're meant to be together But I don't know, guys. I'm a hopeless romantic, and, like, I think if I could do my job somewhere else, I would move to be with the person that I love. That's just who I am. But, of course, if this person that I love wants to move to, like, the middle of Kansas and I work in production, is that the best place for my career? Probably no. But if they want to move to L.A. and we live in New York, like, sure, I can easily still move forward in my career from L.A. or London or even if they wanted to move to somewhere close outside of those big production cities like I could still forward my career in those places but then again if you work in something that's a little bit less niche like marketing and you could work in a bunch of different cities and still progress in your career I would consider being closer to your friends family and significant other because at the end of the day sure your career your career does give you some sort of completion and love and happiness in your life but I really do think it's the people you choose to be around your family your friends your significant other um, that give you like pure joy like I love my job but nothing gives me joy like being with my friends or being with someone that I love so that's just my personal opinion um must have kitchen item slash investments. I love this question because I work at the Food Network, so I'm very invested in my kitchen. Um, I think, first of all, a good coffee maker, if you're into coffee, can just like make your morning and it can be so game changing. Then I would say a good blender, like something you can really, really use and make good stuff in, like yummy smoothies, like a Vitamix type of blender is a really, really good investment. Um, If you're looking for something a little bit cheaper than Nutribullet is a great option. And then I would just say invest in like some really good pots and pans that are going to last you because if you have them, then they'll work wonders. Also something that I really like to keep in mind when I'm looking at apartments or things like that is a gas stove. I think electric stoves are like the worst thing ever. They suck. They do not cook food as well as gas stoves. So if you're really invested in cooking and you love to cook and it's something that brings you a lot of joy in the apartment or house that you're looking at has electric stovetop, I would think again because electric stovetops just suck. They're just not the same as gas. And the oven is really important as well. I don't really know that much about ovens, but I know that mine sucks and I want a better one. How to stay productive during quarantine? Um, Yeah... This is a very hard question to answer because I think this is really difficult. Um, My biggest piece of advice would be to make sure your work area is separate from your lounging area. Like I go into a different room, even in a small apartment, you can move into your living room or your kitchen or your common area to do your work and then make sure you go into your room only at the end of the day, like get out of your bed, put on clothes, what everyone's saying pretty much. But for me, it's really important to have a desk area in my space that's not in my bedroom and that's key for me. 
How has your job translated into work from home life? Um, pretty similar to how it's the question about how my job has changed. A lot of the stuff that we do is already very, you know, digital oriented. Like we can easily do a lot of things from home, which is really, really great. The only thing that we're really missing is being in person on set at these shoots, which is hard because I love that. Career regrets. Wow. Ugh, I don't know if I have any career regrets. I feel like, you know, depending on your internships, depending on this and that, you can always wish you did something different. But do I have any real regrets? I don't know. I kind of, I don't think it's a regret, but I would like to know and I would be interested to see what my life would look like if I had moved to LA right after school and not moved to New York. I think that moving to New York was the right move for me but i would be interested to see just like how different my life would be where my career would be if i moved to la would i be working in movies would i be working on tv would i be working where would i be working would i be working at a production company like i'd like to see where that path led me um but i'm happy with where i am would i be a youtuber full-time like what would my life look like so not a regret but just a wondering of like what it would have been like if i moved to la instead of new york what are some of the differences you see between editing audio and video? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think editing audio is boring as fuck, and I think editing video is really fun. So, like when I record this, when I edit this podcast, it's like really hard for me to stay focused when I'm editing this, just because there's no visual stimulation. Of course, listening to a podcast is really fun when you're walking or commuting to work or doing some mindless activity because you don't have to look at the screen. But when you're editing, you have to be paying attention to it. And I enjoy editing video more because there's that visual aspect. So it's actually fun to watch and fun to do. Okay, we had some more questions. Give me one second. Okay, this is going to be our last question because I want to keep this episode nice and short. And I have to get back to work. How do you think hiring in the entertainment media industry is going to be once the pandemic is over? I graduated in December, almost had two offers before they had to halt hiring due to COVID-19. And this is from Maggie. Um, This is a really, really interesting question and something that I think is going to affect not only the entertainment industry, but also a lot of industries. Um, I think eventually there's going to be 10 times more TVs, shows, movies, and things in production when the virus has completely cleared in like a few years. I think that we're going to be hiring 10 times more people in entertainment because there's going to be all these shows that were held in pre-production or development that are now finally ready to shoot. And hopefully there'll be a lot of on-set and PA jobs available for people who just graduated. And I think that will be really great. But in the more recent future, like when things start to get lifted and um, small productions can happen, I do think it's probably going to be harder to get a job only because I think that most productions are going to naturally be a much smaller crew than they normally would be. And that's for on-set positions. But you know, I think in terms of digital content or jobs that can be done from home and jobs in entertainment like my job that can be done from home might might uh, might continue as normal but i think in general in the near future production teams and crews are going to be on the smaller side until 
these things really clear up and we are fully um, able to move on from COVID. Okay, guys, that was all the questions for today. I hope you enjoyed this quick little episode, a Q&A situation. Um, I have missed you guys, and I'm really excited to start getting some fun interviews back online for you. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at JordanRebecca, and also follow at BitchWorkPodcast, and then also subscribe to me on YouTube if you're into that. That's it for today, guys. Love you so much, and I'll speak to you next week. Bye.